Greetings, PVIC. Welcome to the Post-Church Podcast, a time where we reflect on the Sunday sermon and answer some practical questions. My name is Neil, and I'm here with Pastor Billy and Pastor Sean. We are in the King and Kingdom series in the parables, and today we looked over Matthew chapter 13, verses 44. Pastor Billy, take it away. Thanks, Neil. So we come now to the parable of the hidden treasure. And here Jesus somewhat shifts his parabolic discourse from the nature of the kingdom, which we saw in the, in the preceding parables, to now the value or cost of the kingdom, which is ultimately rooted in Christ's sacrifice upon the cross. So we are challenged to find the kingdom in unexpected, ordinary, and crucial moments. In the end, Jesus paid the price for our entry into the kingdom, but we must count the cost of discipleship. I would say that a constant reminder of that price that was paid helps to maintain our eyes being fixed on the right thing. What would you say, Pastor Billy, are some tangible ways that a family today in 2024, what are some tangible ways a family can remind themselves regularly of that price? Yeah, the, the key word you said there was, was remind. Mm. And I, first, before we get to the to a family, right? Because you were, you were asking about a family. Like, yeah, like, right. family. <clears throat> let's, let's come back to the body of Christ. So how do we keep, within the church, how do we keep the cost and the price at the forefront of the church? What would you say? I would say through our worship, through our songs, through the through the the word that we preach through the words that we read right and very intentionally in yeah. com- communion right right the sacraments all yeah. of christ right do this in all of remembrance. remembrance of me right so mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so when you say the word remember i think it's it's, it's great right that's mm-hmm. um christ calls the church to do that now let's take that idea let's bring it out to to a family unit um one i think it's important for <clears throat> the parents and and particularly the the men right as leader of the households to understand the importance of that right that if Christ has commanded the church to remember his sacrifice and to understand that that as men who are attempting to lead a home that that sh- that should be a priority for us right that should it's it should be important to us so now the mechanics of how we do that, right? Um, in as much as we are attempting to have daily, daily prayer, right, and uh, um, family time in that, um, it's important in 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 how we pray, right? Our children are hearing how we pray. So when we pray um, to thank God and reflect and remember. Um, 
the cross and its sacrifice in our prayer explicitly um, is, a, is a great way, is right, it's a tangible way. And great that our children hear us praying that sort of way. Um, so um, that, of course, uh, is good. And then <clears throat> for me, it's also trying to take opportunities um, in in ordinary moments. And we talked about some of that in in the sermon, but when you're when you're with your kids, you're just going about daily life, right? Look for op opportunities, gospel opportunities, to interject um, the cross, right? So whether you're <clears throat> whether you're sitting and you're watching something, right, and the idea of sacrifice comes up or humility comes up or something like that comes up, there's presented before you as a gospel opportunity, right, to talk to your children and be like, hey, you know, that reminds me of this. Let's remember this together, right? So it's in the curated sort of intentional moments of, of family prayer, family devotion, where we do that, but also in those just ordinary everyday moments as we're living with our with our family right to realize it's important and you know make the effort to remember for sure if you're not in the practice of doing that if you're if you're the type of person who just has family prayer is new to this whole looking for gospel opportunities if if that's new to you would you agree that it it probably will start off very intentional to sit and really think through how can I um, demonstrate or explain the gospel in some of these things that, that we see every day it might not come natural to a dad or a mom to do that. Yeah, that's why you, st you st do it for yourself first, right? Mm -hmm. So um, take the, and we talked about it, the fact that <clears throat> we're not going to, why would we limit God to say, that is something only in the spectacular or only in the unexpected or only in the unplanned mm -hmm. do we see, oh, there, God's really working. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, like stop and look in your, just in your everyday life. It's as, mon as mundane as it might seem. God is at, at work in the simple things, in the planned thing. Like he is in that as well. So uh, <clears throat> I'd say, yeah, to, to do that for yourself, first and as you develop that practice for yourself personally right then make it a little easier as you're you know trying to bring your your children along in that sort of way i know there was a there's an example in our house that that happened a little while ago where my my youngest son was drawing something and he, he created some sort of art and um i remember looking at it and recognizing hey that's an opportunity to kind of discuss with him how we are made in the image of God mm. and how we have this creativity imbued in us that other creatures like my dog right. doesn't have. That's what makes us, it's one of the things that makes us distinct. Right. So kind of using little opportunities like that to, to see God in, in things. Is, is that kind of... That, 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 that's exactly it. And yeah. to know that there they our children are always hearing a message mm -hmm. and the message of the world is consistent yeah and it's pervasive 
So if we're not taking those opportunities, right, that's, you know, could be to the detriment of our, of our children. We want to take those opportunities because they're, they're going to be inundated with all these other messages that are of the world that are going to be counter to that. So <clears throat> we want to look for those opportunities and do just exactly that. That's a great, that's a great example. Mm -hmm. great, I, I think I it's think harder really. with, yeah. depending on what kind of place they are at or like what kind of schools they go to and like where they are in their lives. If like they go to a Christian school, it's different. They hear the same stuff, but it's when you're in your more of a secular school system, it's more, I feel like harder on the parents when they come back. So for us to um, be, you know, intentional first. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> I I would just say regardless of whether your your kids are in a in a public school setting or a private Christian school setting, what you don't want is to you don't fundamentally you don't want to outsource the discipleship of your children mm -hmm. to anyone, right? Not to a church, not to a school, not not even to a church. Although the church mm -hmm. and we are a church, right? <laughs> so we're coming along alongside parents to to do that, but. Um, it's a ch it's a challenge regardless, right? Yeah. But um, for a parent, it's vigilance regardless. Like it doesn't mm. matter. It, yeah. it, it doesn't matter, right? You you are called to be um, the discipler of your children, first and foremost. So we, this is just you know uh, a general question about the the parable. We talked the hidden treasure. Um, Jesus wants us to understand the real value of giving importance to the kingdom above all else and uh, to remember that like you, you mentioned the cost associated with it um, it could be a lot of things in life job security you know just our lives why is it so hard why did I don't know if I'm phrasing it right but why is the kingdom of heaven so hard to obtain yeah does that yeah. does that make sense yeah no I, I get I get where you're where you're going right um <clears throat> right I think that at times I think what you're getting at is that that struggle of at times relinquishing control or, or letting go of something like when we get into that situation why what what makes that why is why is that difficult like why mm. you know um Yeah, and, and really, I think it just it just comes back to when, when we're talking about in the sermon. We have re that really great I idea in, in this parable is that how we are in on the, we have the secret information too, just like the the man does, that of what is in the field, mm. but no one else does, right? So. Um, it's it's so great it's like it's like we're 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 in on it with him almost so the idea that it looks foolish on the outside to everybody else like hey selling everything and going mm. and doing this right but we know that it's not foolish because he understands the value he's clear on the value and when things are hard in terms of relinquishing control or um letting go of certain things like when we experience that 
I, mean, I think it really comes back to we have misunderstood something of the value of the kingdom and the cost. So we talked about in the previous question about keeping that cost at the forefront of our mind, right? Of not losing that. Because this is what happens. When we lose that, then, of course, right, it's going to become challenging to let, let, let go of certain things, right? Because we, we've, we've misunderstood something of, of, of the cost, right? Our, there's, there's a fundamental misunderstanding. It's fundamental we, we don't understand it in a certain way or, or it's been diminished in our mind in some sort of way. But for, for, for this guy in the parable, he's not letting go of the stuff begrudgingly right he's doing it in joy mm. because he know we know also what he knows which is what is actually in the field so it's a it's and, and so granted like if there's something in your life and it's like man i'm struggling to let go of this thing um rather than just focusing on the thing come back to your understanding of uh, of the cost and where that might be fall faulty you know come back into the context of Christian community examine your walk and your faith and not so much get caught up in that particular thing because that can be anything for anybody right it's not so much about whatever it, it is that thing it's like come back to your thinking it will always often it will always come back to our, our thought life and our patterns are thinking, and our thinking needs to be transformed. Needs to be, our minds need to be renewed, right? That's mm -hmm. that's what needs to happen, right? New pathways of thinking um, are where it's going to have to where it's going to have to be. Could you say that that famous quote by C.S. Lewis that says that it's not that our affections for the bad thing are too strong; it's that our affections for the good thing are too weak. Would you see that that kind of ties into what you're talking about? Yeah. Is that we, we don't really recognize sometimes how precious that treasure is and we're so consumed with this other thing mm -hmm. kind of fooling ourselves into thinking that th it's so great. Yeah. No, I, I, I think for sure that we somehow have got it... Uh, we've got it backwards, right? That we're, you know, if we're struggling with something, if we have affections for something, um, just trying to get rid of our affection for that thing mm -hmm. isn't going to do the trick because we're going to remove our affection for that thing and immediately there's a vacuum and then something else is going to jump in its place. Right. So, you know, it's less we're talking about behavior modification. We're talking about what is b beautiful to us, what is valuable to us, mm -hmm. what is what is of, of, of great worth to us, right? So you got to replace that thing with with Christ yeah right it's not about so much focusing on, on that it's it's being able to relish and savor what it is that has been done by God in Christ for us right and as the the, the beauty of that grows right it, you know what does the song say? And the things of this earth grow strangely dim. Will, strange, will grow mm -hmm. strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace, right? Yeah. That's the idea, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Billy. Uh, going forward this week, 
um, what are some questions that we can think about? So just a few uh, things for us to sort of ponder here. First, what does the price Jesus paid upon the cross say uh, about both the value of the kingdom and our value to God? So we'll start there. Um, secondly, we, we mentioned in the sermon that idea of Jesus plus nothing equals everything. So what might we quote-unquote add to Jesus that diminishes the importance of his work for us upon the cross and then thirdly um, in kind of going in line with the first question that we talked about uh, today in what ordinary moments might we actively endeavor um, to see the kingdom of God uh, expressed Thank you, Pastor Billy. Some good questions to think about. Uh, and until next Sunday, let us strive to live all of life to the glory of God.